Okay. Well, our recording has started, and now is Haftal Taylor. So what a wonderful, beautiful night to learn Tanya and Haftalit Taylor, the Falcus of the Alta Reza. I always have a big feeling on Haftalitavis. The Alta Rebbe says that by the Histalkus of a Tzaddik, Alta Rebbe is a source for this concept. He says it in Tanya. That all of the deeds of the Tyre, of the Avaida, of the Tzaddik, they're all elevated. They're all shining. They're all, as the Rebbe says, Alta Rebbe says, Poyo Yeshuos Bekev Ha'aretz. They bring salvation in the world. The Al-Tarev says this about the Stalkus of a Tzaddik. Could you imagine the Pile Yeshua's Bekeh of Haaretz and Haftal Tevis? So really, really special to be connecting so intimately with the Al-Tarev. Because when you learn the Taira of the Tzaddik, I put myself in my writings. Abishter puts himself in Taira. And that's why the most precious thing we can do, the most precious way to connect to the Abishter is through Taira. And the tzaddik, because tzaddikim daimim levayram, tzaddik is similar to the creator. So the tzaddik puts himself in, in his writings. As we know, the maisa was the Rebbe Rashab, that before he passed away, the Rebbe Rashab like, well, what's going to be? How can you leave us? And the Rebbe Rashab said, I'm going to heaven, but I leave you my writings. I leave you my writings. I leave you myself because I'm in my writings. So when we learn Tanya, we are getting the Pneumius. The Pneumius. We're bonding with the Alta Reva. If we're doing some Chavtal this is very, very, very special. Like this week's classes are dedicated by Dabba Weber. So it should be a bracha for her and for her family. So today we are finishing off the Tarek, the foundational Tarek of the Benoni. Perkid Bays of Tanya. What are we discussing here? Yesterday, we said that the Bainini me is always striving, is always struggling, besides when he governs Shachar Shemash Monastery. He's always winning. He has iron will and discipline and self-control. And his special area of struggle is in his thoughts, just as our special area of struggle is in our thoughts our emotional control, our intellectual inner control, because from there comes everything else. So the Bible says today, so how does he always win? The impression from the enormous love he had by Davening and of his constant love and fear for Hashem. This is a, a new idea. Until now we only spoke of love. Today the Rebbe introduces fear as well. Of course, throughout Tanya we always bring this idea in that everything we do has to be penetrated with the two wings of love and fear. As, as the gematria is that there are 248 mitzvot ase plus the two wings of love and fear because love and fear have to be the wings for every single mitzvah. And ramach plus two is the gematria ner, the candle, which is why Shabbos candles symbolize all mitzvahs. Every mitzvah has to be lifted up by the wings of love and the wings of fear. And if the Rebbe says that the impression of the love and fear that's innate to each one of us, love, to do what Hashem wants, fear, as we went to Perk to not transgress his will, 
Fear, as we will learn in chapter 41, is truly the foundation of our whole relationship. The submission of self to awe, the notification, the bitter. So the love and the fear together enable him to overcome, to not give in, to not ever lose control of that city of his, to not ever indulge in all those tithes that are raging inside of him, to not even in his mind, to not ever allow the thought to come. So obviously, what does this mean? I mean, we said he's always struggling with his thoughts, so the higher is always thinking wrong things, so how are we saying he never sends in his thoughts? So they have explained today that you're only accountable for what you're capable of. So for a human being, not exclusive of a subject, it's not really a human being, he's beyond that. But for a regular human being, we are completely capable of absolute control of everything we do, everything we say, and everything we think. But we are not capable of controlling the subconscious thoughts from coming into our conscious reality. So therefore, if it comes into your mind a negative thought, you only mess up if you think the thought. But if the thought comes in and when you're aware of the thought, you thrust it away with two hands, you didn't consciously think it. You're still clean. You're still vain on How do you thrust away all these unwanted thoughts? A lot of times we have unwanted thoughts in our brain. Switch the channels. That's what the Rebbe says. Don't think the thought. Don't think about the thought. Do not think about the thought. To overcome the thought. If you fight with someone dirty, you get dirty. Don't go there. When the thought comes in your head, change the channel. Think about something else. And ideally, think about something godly. Because as we learned two days ago, I reminded ourselves yesterday, light dispels darkness. So if I am aware of the negative thoughts in my head, if I'm aware of the, the pity, the anger, the jealousy, the tension, the fears, and I right away start having talking about that. Oh, I don't know talking about that. Right away, start reviewing the lines of Shema. I mean, I must have that by heart. And I just focus my mind on the All I let into my head is that. That's enormous light. And that light will lessen that darkness and chase it away. So that is what they were saying today to the Bainanay that it says all day almost with thoughts. But he's never transgressing because he's never consciously thinking the thoughts. As soon as he's aware of it, he says to the channel, he says to the channel, he says to the channel. He can do this all day long. He can learn all of the stories. But he's that committed. So he never, never, never loses that control. At the end of the chapter, the Rebbe speaks about Ben Adam Lachavero, meaning until now, all of the details of the Bainani, so like, came out three sides of two pages of Tanya, is all Ben Adam Lachavero, as is Tanya primarily Ben Adam Lachavero. I'm sorry. I'll say it in English to be safe. For all the three pages, we are discussing the Bainani, and we're discussing his amazing relation to the Pashat. And the last eight lines of this chapter, we discuss that the same way he has this amazing relationship with Hashem, he has this amazing relationship also interpersonally. To the degree that if any negative thought or feeling comes into his head, any hatred or jealousy or anger, nudge, he rejects it completely. No, he rejects it completely. He hears the opposite. He hears anger that someone who specifically seeks and respects love. How can you do this? Why does he do this? Have you ever said, why does he think love? And there's a concept here. He learned a very practical concept. We discussed today a very practical idea of pushing away unwanted thoughts. 
actually ongoing with online technology. And as there's also a very practical tool for a healthy life, which is when someone treats you with harm, to pay them with love. To pay back those that are chayav to you, those that are guilty with good. Why do you pay back someone that messed you up with good? Because everything's from Hashem. And Hashem only means to you good. So if someone does something to you, even if it, they do not have good intention, even if they were actually deliberately trying to kill you, as they did, they're not the movers and shakers of your world. Only Hashem is. And Hashem only means to do good with you. So therefore, they gave you good. Though they didn't mean to, they didn't want to. And if they gave you good, as I mentioned, we pay them with good. The Rebbe relates it to Yosef. That the brothers tried to kill him, and then instead they nicely sold him as a slave for life. And when he, they came to his tribe, he was so good to them. And they were like, what are you doing? And he was like, I was like, sorry. And he responded that even though you might have meant bad, but Hashem only meant good. So you were his emissary for good. And the mushal, I think believe the Orachayim there gives on that piece of Chumash, is if someone wants to give you a cup of poison. Really means to give you poison, but accidentally he gives you the best, best, best wine. Very, very expensive wine. Very precious wine. He gave you good. He didn't mean to. He didn't want to. But he gave you good. If he gave you good, you have to repay him with good. So in our own personal world, and this happens for some of us every single day, there are people out there that do not have good intentions. And they're not trying to give us wine. They're trying to give us poison. They really are. But guess what? We're not the mother, hopefully. And we're definitely not the mashpia. So if you're not the parent and you're not the mashpia, that's between them and the abister. They're making bad choices. That's between them and their cheshbon with the Avishter. But for you, this is all from Hashem. Nobody can harm me. It's all Hashem. And nobody can help me. It's all Hashem. There's nothing in this world that's not Hashem. And therefore, whatever Hashem is giving is good. And that's how we should look at the people in our lives. It's a tremendous avayda. And every one of us obviously has to adapt it to our own situation. But it's a, a key concept in really living a very Avister centered life. Any questions? Okay. You should really feel that Koyo Yeshua is the care of ours.